Well, it's like it would be the wife and the kid. Yeah, but then I'd just be sitting downstairs on my couch with like a laptop in my lap looking all fucking, oh, I'm a suburban dad sitting on my couch. Looking all shitty. Ooh, my gut's hanging out. We're what live streaming. Fuck? It says it's not. Oh. Okay. Well, because I hit go live and then the go live page just popped up again. Mm-hmm. It says we're live. Hopefully Double that was live. all live. Double live. Double Coming live. live. Twice. It'll be like that thing when like 12-year-olds have a band and it's just like, bleep. And they're like, I, I don't know. And they're like trying to figure out where the feedback's coming from. <laughs> we'll have podcast feedback. Oh, you yeah. froze. <laughs> nice froze face, Derek. Yeah. So when you freeze. Yeah, thanks, bud. It keeps. Wait, are we live? It keeps streaming. It only fucks up when you freeze. But is it streaming now? Because oh, it, keeps, it keeps giving me the broadcast. Like I click go live and then it thinks yeah. for a bit and our window says it's yeah. going live. Yeah. Go click on the Facebook thing and see if we're going. Outrage Factory is live now. Really? Hold on. I'm clicking. Episode 230. Hey, everyone. Hi, Internet. Hey, I Internet. I'm trying to figure out who should. Because I haven't gotten the pop-up window that says you're li- What the fuck is going on? Okay, I'm going to close this. Yeah, we're this. on. We're live. Close that. We're live. Now I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home. I got to find the video. So we're can, live, bro. So I could see if anybody's trying to. There it is. It's on oh Facebook, you fucking boomer. I found it, bro. Yeah, fucking boomer. Uh, in my defense, usually it pops up by itself so I don't have to do anything or figure out technology, which you figure I would be good at because I've been there since technology started, like internet technology, but I'm not. Internet. Oh, Derek, I need to get your opinion. Does this look like me? <laughs> yeah, 100 100- We got to get you one of them wigs and what wigs yeah. and hats. I mean, <laughs> sexy, young Quaker Oats guy. It was so funny. The first time I saw that, I was like, wait, this, I felt like it was, it was like, you know, when like characters in movies find out they're in a movie because they find like, like in the matrix, when they saw the black cat, I was like, this, this has to be fake. I'm like in the matrix right now. And then I showed Andrea and she said, it doesn't look like me. And but she also admitted she won't admit it looks like me because then she wouldn't be able to have sex with me because she would just think I was the Quaker Oats guy. Why? Why wouldn't you want to have sex with the Quaker Oats guy? I do all the time. Apparently, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm making an executive decision to sit somewhere else because I can't nice. deal with the fucking internet in this. Was room, it so. glitching? My my yeah, I missed your entire ramble about why you want to have sex with the Quaker Oats man because he looks exactly like you. And, oh you know, man, just, that was podcast gold. That will not stand. Oh, I was just saying it, it made me feel like I was in the Matrix when they saw the black cat because I saw a picture of myself on like oatmeal and I was like, wait, what the fuck? What it the just fuck? Wigged me out. I keep showing everybody. I don't know. I think I might have even talked about that on the podcast before, but did they ch- did they change it? It used to be an old guy, right? Yeah. Didn't so it? 
I actually researched it because I was like, I have to find out why this fucking thing looks like me. So what happened was when they first got it, the art guy who did the art for Quaker Oats, he just like did an interpretation of his like art director or whatever. Cause he's like, I'll just find a fat old guy in the office. So they did that. And that was, I think in the sixties. And then like periodically they'll be like, they'll update the logo. And this one I think is like a year old. They're like, let's make him young and sexy and look like he lives in Vancouver and his name Dale. Yeah. Let's find the sexiest man. We know. Yeah. Hey, before we do a segue, uh, hey everyone, welcome to episode 230 of Outreach Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that make people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring. I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. Derek, you look very after-school special, like, hey, pal, just, let's wrap. Just hanging out on a stoop, just <laughs> living my best stoop life. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed because... I love it. Uh, I fucking, I can't with the fucking internet. And it's like the one area in this room where I set up, there's like a little nook to put a desk yeah. and the desk fit perfectly in there. And it's like a fucking dead, it's a like no Wi-Fi zone. The, yeah, the Wi-Fi will just not penetrate the nook. Your room's on the third floor, isn't it? Yeah, but I bought I bought a Wi-Fi extender and put it on oh, the second weird. floor. And it's yeah. just like this one area in the room where conveniently I happen to fucking work nine hours out of every day <laughs> is the area where the wi-fi and where i podcast from so dude this, do you think it's feng shui feng yeah, shui it's, it's probably it's probably the feng shui maybe if you pointed your desk towards the north uh what direction that sounds is it feng pointing? Shui. it's pointing like west i think so yeah it could what wait what direction am i pointing now south what's the quadrant when there's six what? Or is feng shui broken into nine? I don't know. Andrew was like showing me feng shui once and it's like your house is broken up into like, it's like quadrants, but there's more than four. So it's like squares of your house and each one is a different element. So if you put like your working thing in like, say the wood element one, it brings riches or something. That's totally wrong. That's just an example, but it's like, you want to have your bedroom in one certain quadrant that correlates with an energy. I mean, it could work. Yeah. It's probably, maybe you should put your desk in the internet quadrant. So that's, that's why, works. that's why nobody in Vancouver can afford a fucking home is because uh, we're just not putting our desks in the, the right mm -hmm. quadrants. In our you got to put it in the money quadrant. Hold up. I, I just realized I forgot my coffee over in the no internet zone. So I'm going to go grab oh, that. And also shit. your tangent fucked up my segue, which is going to be speaking of sexy mascots. Oh. Or sexy brand spokes, oh. whatever. Spokes, spokes. Uh, what? Spokes we finally, people? we finally spoke candies. We finally spokes treats. Spokes. Uh, yeah, Sweet I guess sweets. people finally got too horny for uh, the M and M's, uh, M and M's candies. And well, the thing was, people were too mad that the shoes weren't sexy enough anymore and they're like and then m&ms was like you know what fuck you we're getting rid of the cartoons and we're gonna get the sexiest spokesperson we can think of i love how they were like you know what who is the unsexiest person who will cause no controversy it's yeah. my my rudolph they're like first of all first rule is we need a racially ambiguous woman who is neither sexy nor dumpy so 
that we can get it just like she's just mid the whole way through. Yeah, she's just she's an every woman, right? So yeah, an every um, woman, every woman. I'm every woman. Um, yeah. So the wait. So explain this to me because I wasn't all I saw was Eminem make the announcement that like retiring the sexy candies and hiring Maya Rudolph. So it was that they changed the sh- shoes. On the- yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. Oh, was did like. We? I think six months ago, the green one with the glasses, the green M&M, oh, yeah. the they took away her stilettos and gave her like business casual pumps or whatever. And then at like Taco Carlson and I don't know, the people who need to masturbate to stuff, the same people who were mad that they made um, the new Looney Tunes bunny unsexy. They're like, why would they make this androgynous? We need her to be sexy. Yeah. It's this woke bullshit. <laughs> and then Eminem's was Wait, just like and, and Eminem's took six months to get in a boardroom and be like, okay, guys, we gotta get rid of the sexy candy. Mm-hmm. Who are we gonna replace him with? And it took yeah. them six months to land on my Rudolph. Dude, you know what the best part is? I bet the day after that all happened, they're like, fuck, we'll just hire Maya Rudolph. And they're like, ah, 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 we can't. We got to get so." And they went through all of these meetings. And I bet they pitched 100 different people and then just landed on Maya Rudolph. Anyways, Because, yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, at first I was like, this is dumb. And then I made fun of it. And then you were like, I like Maya Rudolph. And I was like, well, I don't hate, like we did this on tweet. I was like, I don't hate Maya Rudolph. I don't really like her. Every time she's in something, I'm like, oh, it's Maya Rudolph. It's like, um, she's like the female Greg Armistan. Is that his name? Uh, who? Greg Armistan, the guy from... Uh... Fred Armistan. Also. What did Saturday I say, Night Greg? Greg, yeah. Fred. Oh, Fred. Dude. Also from Saturday Night Live. They should make him also one. And then they can be the, they're a couple, but not a couple M&M's. Like how the the red M&M and the yellow M&M were like totally just friends, like Bert and Ernie friends. And they're like, my Rudolph going to be playing an M&M or is it just going to be like, hey, I'm my Rudolph, not an M&M, but I'm telling you to eat M&Ms. It's just like making. No, it's just she's just a spokesperson. She's just going to be like, I love M&Ms. Oh, and she's going to be naked. I was going to say, you, you you don't like Maya Rudolph as much as you love rubbing your dick all over some sexy green M&Ms. The green yeah. one was the sexiest. <laughs> um, do you, I, do I you... get it, though. Like, they're just like, I could see, what is it, Mars that owns M&M? Like, the company Mars. They're just like, fuck. Not the planet? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so rad if it was like some weird planet worshiping cult that owns all the candy. <laughs> Mars. I'm just gonna um, Google who owns M and M's. I, th- I think you're right. Who I think it is owns uh, the. I just I just wrote who owns the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> well, so some people raised uh, that the this could be because who was it? There was some company that killed off their mascot. For like Super Bowl advertising, like last year or two years ago. Oh, uh, and they like announced that their mascot was dead. Who was yeah. it? Was it like Chester Cheetah or fucking something stupid? Hold on, now yeah. I gotta Google it. 
Rand killed on Wait, I'm mascot. Googling. You have to Super talk while I Google. Bowl. Yeah. Um, oh, Mr. Peanut. There we go. Not Chester Cheetah. Who? It was Mr. Peanut. Mr. The Peanut. Planters guy? Planters, yeah, the Planters Peanuts. Mr. Peanut. There's only one Mr. Peanut, Dale. <laughs> Is he still dead? I hope it wasn't like a Superman slash Batman thing where they're like, their comics tanked and they're like, guess what? That was an alternate reality. He's still alive. Uh, yeah, they brought him back to life in uh, in a Super Bowl commercial. So maybe... Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, and hear me out. There's going to be a Super yeah. Bowl ad, and it's Maya Rudolph being Maya Rudolph, and all of a sudden she stops, and her body splits open, yeah, and out steps the green M M&M, and M. But she's been sexed up real good, like she's got nice. big fake boobs. Yeah, she's bolt-ons. Got, she's, wearing, she's wearing lingerie, and she's yeah. got big like ten inch stiletto heels on, ready to and, just mash some. And Justin genitals. Timberlake standing behind her, yeah. and he's got like a hand on her shirt. Yeah, and, and then he, he just rips, rips then it off. And we see like green titties. Shows her big old big old M M&M and M peanuts. Hey, here's out. here's a question. Yo, Justin Timberlake rips off the bra of the green M M&M. and M. What colors yeah. her nipple? Is it just a darker Ooh. green? Ooh. Is it brown? Ooh. Wait, what was she? Was she chocolate? I don't. Who cares? No, the red. The, just the red one was. The red one was chocolate. Yellow one was a peanut. Green was almond. Almond. Wait, what yeah. was the? We are doing so much googling hey, this episode. Wait, while you're googling that, I found out who owns Eminem, and I'm just going to oh, read fuck. you this paragraph. I was okay. right. It no. is Mars. The tasty oh, multicolored. The tasty multicolored chocolate M&Ms are owned by multinational candy company Mars Wrigley Confectionery, a division of Mars Incorporated. The popular candies that melt in your mouth, not in your hand, were invented by Forrest E. Mars, son of Mars company founder Frank Mars. Oh, it's actually named after uh, it's named after a family. I didn't know that. Dude, how awesome would it be to just invent chocolate bars and I could just call it the Deruder bar and then I would have the best pickup line ever be like, have you ever eaten a Deruder? And then girls would be like, I have a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, you know? why are you? And they'll be like, this is the first time we met. <laughs> like, have you ever struck out while being the fantastically wealthy heir to a chocolate empire? You found just a way. Like, my second pickup line is like, I'm rich. I made lots of candy. You know, you know, Wrigley's chewing gum. I made that. That's that's not me. And they'll be like, Wrigley's. That's not me. Yeah, your name's not Dale Wrigley. Uh, <laughs> what was I Googling? It was not the nipples thing. What flavor is green? Oh, it's is the that... peanut the peanut butter, which is the best Ooh, of all the Peanut butter is good. That's why she's the sexiest, because she sticks to your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what if we get canceled by just being horny for M&M's? Uh, like wasn't that the whole point at some point they were like yo we need people to be horny for this candy it can't just taste good they have to want to fuck it yeah that was I a mean, decision that was made in the mars family 
like head offices at a boardroom yeah. table. Same same thing where they decided it was my Rudolph. They were like, we want fuckable candy. That's Frank Mars, Frank just Mars in himself. the 50s, dressed like Don Draper, slams his fist down. He's like, nobody's going to fuck this chocolate. Give me new art. <laughs> fuck. Smashes something. Anyway. <laughs> a great, great loss for uh, for humankind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, nice cough there, bud. You got nice. You I got, covered half of it. <laughs> you did. Why? Well, you covered the part that you could hear, but not yeah. the part where you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like that meme where I'm like, <laughs> like how little kids cough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, fuckable candy. We done? Yeah, move on? fuckable candy. Yeah, we got to move on to keep this a tight hour. What? Cool. What else? 20 minutes in, are we? What else we... Uh, yeah, I think about 15 minutes of the technical trying to figure out if we were streaming on Facebook or That's not. That's true. Five we're keeping that, that all story. in, by the way. Yeah, fuck, we got it. Solid gold content. It's on brand. It's on brand. Um, it's on brand. What else, Dale? Do you want to get into an argument or do you want to talk about some stuff first? Uh, will the argument like fuck up our ability to record the rest will we be able to keep this argument to a tight like i don't know 10 10 yeah fuck let's do it let's argue okay remember at the end of last podcast episode when we were gonna talk about a certain someone and you're like let's talk about it next podcast no a certain controversial political figure well guess who was on Joe Rogan on Saturday and I listened to it and now I'm a Jordan Peterson fuck boy. Oh, I yeah. love him again. Oh, I'm all oh, in. Sh- shocker. A Joe, Joe Rogan, in. Joe Rogan having an alt-right adjacent Wait, fucking shit. This is one of the reasons why I love him because he came out and he said, I don't know if it's the most left thing he ever did, but he came out of right field and just fucking torched his audience because you know what he said? He was talking about DeSantis in Florida um, making AP black history illegal or whatever he did. Yeah. Do you, are you familiar with that? Yeah. Jordan Peterson was like, you can't outlaw critical race theory because it's too ambiguous. And then it just goes into unchecked censorship with the government. And I was like, Jordan, you just fucked over your whole audience base because there's nothing the right hates more than critical race theory. And it just made me love him. I'm like, this man won't stop self-sabotaging himself, and I love it. And then, and then, he made some pretty good points about fucking the Green New Deal and the whole big push for climatization or climate politicalness. And what, then he, what? What were, what were his great points? He says, and I love this theory, by the way. He says the best way to get the earth more environmentally friendly is make all the poor people not poor, which is ridiculous and maybe impossible, but it makes a lot of sense because like the poor countries and stuff, they're the ones that are burning coal and wood, like wood, like Africa's still burning wood for electricity and heat. So if we get them more money and more resources, then they'll stop burning coal and then the earth will be just be a nice place to live. Yeah, or even just give them access to their own resources that colonial. Oh, yeah. But like 
Yeah, that's a very leftist uh, view to, to I say, know. Saying, saying we should make poor people less poor know, instead right? of just saying we should kill and eat poor people. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. why I love Jordan Peterson, because he's just like, you know what? I'm comfy. I'm going to say something that's just going to piss off a whole different group that's already pissed off at me, which I kind of got to respect. Also, he was talking about, you know how we were going to talk about this like two weeks ago because the Ontario uh, Physicians Board or whatever. College of Physicians was saying. Told him that he had to, or that he had to go through like social media retraining. And he's like, he was saying it was bullshit because it's like indefinite. There's like no term limit on when it happens. So it's either they like told him that he either has to go through social media retraining or lose his license. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Uh, I, I, I support that. Yeah, but you can't because he was saying like, because okay. they, uh, they go through all the cases or whatever, like the, what did you say? The physician's board or whatever. Or it's like, well, no, he's not physic. He's a fucking, it's just the, he's the li- psychologist. He's a board. Yeah. For psychologists. So whatever the people in charge who are going to do this, they have to go through every complaint. And he was saying that there was something like 30 complaints made against him, and none of them were his clients and they were just fucking trolls off the internet and one of the complaints just uh, sent him one of the times he was on Rogan and their complaint was just the, like, um, the stuff he was saying on Rogan, just like the, the transcript entire... from the whole podcast. And like a different complaint was that he was like in support of Polivier and another complaint was because he like made fun of Trudeau. Well, that was like my fucking biggest thing with him is that he was like, he was like, oh, my God, they're saying that I have to, like, fall in line and support Trudeau. And that's what they're, like, trying to censor me for because I'm critical of Trudeau. And I'm like, you're such a fucking fraud, man. Like, that is yeah. not what they are sanctioning you for. That is a fucking, like, you playing this up to your audience online. Whereas, like, like so licensing boards exist. And if you enter a lot of professional uh, professional what jobs jobs thank you Dale. <laughs> i was trying to think of a fancier word but occupation you know, you know we can't hit them all if you have like lawyering doctoring like there's licensing boards for these and to mm-hmm. be to receive a license in these areas you have to follow like a code of conduct and yeah. it could be argued that jordan peterson by electing to be a shithead internet troll rather mm-hmm. than the career he actually signed up for and that the licensing board is responsible for is is not really adhering to that code of conduct yeah so like it's like it's all fine and well to scream like censorship about it we can have a discussion about how much control these licensing boards should have over the professional because in Mm -hmm. a lot of situations they just hold the professions back but you can't go into a profession where you know that a code of conduct is expected for you to have a professional license to practice and then fucking mm-hmm. cry censorship when you don't meet those standards and then play yeah. it up to be like, Oh, I was critical of the prime minister. Like the Ontario fucking psychotherapy licensing board does not give a fuck who you vote for. They give a fuck if you don't act like an asshole on the internet to a giant audience. If Jordan Peterson had 10 followers, probably wouldn't be that much that big of a deal no because, they're like making an example of them yeah which like 
I mean, he does he does say some stuff that's problematic to be a psychiatrist. Like he is openly going against like the gender pronouns and stuff. That's like I could see how they could cite that as interfering with his ability to practice whatever type of brain medicine that's called. But at the same time, like you're saying, he's saying it's all this stuff, but we don't know if that's actually part of it. Like if the Ontario Physicians Board or Psychological Board or Brain Science Board, what the fuck ever it's called, if they are actually taking into consideration his attacks on Trudeau or his support of PP Polivier, then it's like, you're kind of, I like, it's not even that I'm upset that they're doing that. I'm just upset. What's going to happen if that does affect it, because anytime you fucking try to attack the right or do something that like legislates them so that they can't do shit, they just fucking get a whole bunch of semis and park in your fucking city and honk for 30 days. Like, the most annoying thing that would happen from this is it goes through and he has to go into fucking social media retraining or whatever, which fuck whatever. And then the right like gets a hold of this. And then we just have to listen to fucking PP Polivier make soapbox statements about the treatment of his favorite, like psychologist. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen because everything yeah. is a battle on the front lines of the culture war now. So it's like, that's that's just that'll be what yeah. it is like like uh uh pierre will go to bat for jordan in fact he probably already has being like oh, oh, definitely he probably bought him some work boots but it's just a bunch of people fucking pandering to their base on the the left and the right right like it doesn't yeah. fucking none of this shit matters i don't uh like does jordan peterson even practice as a fucking psychologist that, anymore i was gonna say that was the biggest surprising thing to me like i was like i thought he was on this like fucking half year book of exodus lecturing tool tour i didn't know he was still a practicing psychologist yeah i don't know that he is i think it's like he has at some point over the past five mm -hmm. to ten years he elected to be a culture war idiot rather than a uh practicing psychologist mm -hmm. and uh and mean culture war hero by the way there are no heroes in the culture and this is something i'm realizing though only people who are heroes in the culture war are the ones abstaining from it. Yeah, that's, that's it. true. That's, that's like, a very good to point. To me, those are the heroes. Because like, whatever side you're on, the left or the right, and we'll, and we'll talk about another example of the left fucking shit up uh, shortly after this. But uh, yeah, like I just like, so it, I don't know that it's that important to him if his license gets revoked, because I mm. don't think he's doing the psychology. I think this is a chance... Uh, for Jordan Peterson to drum up attention for Jordan Peterson, which is, yeah. uh, you know, got I mean, him an, another spot on Rogan. So yeah, Joe Rogan working. was like, I got to get you on. But he also, I just got to say, he killed it on that episode of Joe Rogan. He said so many wise things. I, I will know. never listen to that. <laughs> but um, I can't I imagine say? anything worse. Oh, yeah. And here's here's my what I think he should do. He should just be like, make this huge fucking stink. Be like, you know what? You can't take away my license because I'm like voluntarily surrendering it because this is like um, authoritarian and whatever. And you guys are corrupt and he should just make a big stink about that. Surrender his license and then just be like, I'm not a psychologist anymore. I'm a consultant. And then if he does have um, 
clients. He could still talk to them in the professional way. Just be like, I'm consulting them on their life. Unless he was like, well, that's like the one that could prescribe drugs. Then I could see why he would still need his license. To I think psychologists that. might be, but yeah, there's like all these people and they're fucking all over the place now. They're yeah. like, well, I want to give people advice, but I don't want to do like the school or have the mm-hmm. like licensing board making sure I'm not, you know, fucking people's lives up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to become a life coach and I'm going to do that instead. Yeah. Just and get then, a podcast, guys. Yeah, fuck. Like that's that's the way to go. Look at us. We're life coaches. People we are. come to us for, for weekly for just to know how to react to things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are always we're here to guide you. So yeah, you know we are the culture war heroes. Actually, you know what? I think we fucking tidied up that fight pretty quick. That was only like eight minutes. Oh, I or think Jordan Peterson is like a dog shit fucking idiot, and I'll never agree with even mm-hmm. if like. Have you ever seen that onion meme? And it's like, uh, it's like the onion headline. It's it's like heartbreaking. The worst person, you know, just made a great point. And like, it's like <laughs> Jordan Peterson might occasionally have like nuggets of truth, but I, like, know. I just like, I hate, and I'm starting to realize that it's like, I hate people like this on the left too, who are just mm-hmm. like culture war opportunists and they will never shy away from an opportunity to be like oh there's this thing going on well i'm gonna make it about me and my opinions and how i feel about things and i'm just like i'm so fucking sick of that from like everyone (laughs) everyone uh great example of this is um i don't know if we'll take he i think a lot of our listeners are like mostly probably more on the liberal side of things uh, or left wing, but I don't think we know anybody who would put up with us that is like strictly right wing. Yeah, like, or but... that is any amount like right of center because those people at work call me a communist. <laughs> 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 I think your love, like how you endorse Sing, and I love like keep talking about how much I love Trudeau. I think that already drove all the right wings away. Yeah, I I do not love Trudeau. I mean, I can unite with the right unite the right over that i fucking despise trudeau um so what was it last week or the week before so the nhl oh yeah which is a league for hockey it is they the least watched of the major sports the big four north america the big four sports has soccer Uh, beaten it yet uh i mean in terms of global popularity like wow we're talking watching north america like North Americans who watch like international soccer, probably North Americans who watch like the MLS. No. Um, So anyway, the NHL as a corporation has to um, or elects to do things to show support for marginalized communities because. Because they want people to think it's like performative. Well, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to say they don't believe in it, but like they don't believe in it and we'll reveal why throughout the discussion. I doubt the people running, I feel like there's a lot of people in the NHL corporation who believe in it, but as like a guiding on brand point, I don't think it's in their, like the NHL's constitution that they believe in it but they have had a big like hockey is for everyone push well so they have but that's also like a marketing push it's like the nfl has like hashtag and racism 
uh, in every end zone in the NFL. And meanwhile, like I'm sure the majority of NFL team owners probably at some point own slaves. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it up. I came out of nowhere. <laughs> they're all a thousand years old and very, very fucking white. <laughs> so um yeah. so the NHL has these pride events that are spun up to show uh allyship to the LGBTQ2T plus community. Yeah. And these these events basically consist of the players wearing a rainbow flag jersey mm-hmm. for the pregame warm-up, which takes like what 20 minutes? Yeah, they basically it's if you're not familiar with the sport, it's when they're skating in a circle before the game starts. Before the game starts, they do not wear it for the actual game. They do nothing else. They don't have any openly gay people playing for the teams. They don't have any openly gay people working in the fucking league. They put on the jersey. They do a 20-minute skate. They take it off, and they say, we support gay rights. And that's it. That's the whole thing. So, notably, uh, one player from the Philadelphia Flyers. uh, Ivan Provorov? uh, Provorov. uh, Is his first name Ivan? Yeah. yeah. Ivan, maybe? Yeah. Because he's Russian? Um, see why he wouldn't want to wear a rainbow jersey with a name basically like that. came out and said uh he said he wasn't gonna wear the jersey he was gonna abstain from it because it was in conflict with his religious beliefs which is russian orthodox which any orthodox religion any i orthodox. don't know i don't know how religious he is but any religion that is orthodox is anti-homosexual yeah they're usually the more hardcore ones right yeah. Yeah. They're like the Southern Baptists who like yeah. have the, who like protest like uh, soldiers' the, funerals and like stuff. Like Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah. So they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're pretty hardcore. So he basically just said, and he didn't say anything fucking else. He just said, I, because this is not in accordance with my beliefs, I'm not going to take part in it. Yeah. Still went out there, played for the game, didn't shit talk. Uh, gay people or anyone in the the lgbtq t2 plus community he just like didn't do this stupid fucking virtue signaling showboating piece of shit display that does nothing for anyone and uh and just didn't take part Mm -hmm. and that that was it and then all of a sudden you have this fucking firestorm of people probably just i don't know if this like cascaded outside of twitter but everyone on twitter was like oh he's a fucking bigot he's a homophobe he hates gay people he wants to murder gay people he's a fucking piece of shit the the nhl should suspend him uh his coach should have benched him uh all these things just because this guy didn't take part in this display as is his right and like I'm like, I want to preface this entire conversation by saying, like, I'm fiercely like gay rights. I'm all for it. I am like all about equality. I'm all about opportunities to. uh, You don't have to say that. Everybody knows you're broke. You do, though, Dale. You got. I I was defending you for being. No, you were. 
uh, not that long inserting ago. Inserting yourself not into the conversation, y'all. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so this, they called me a homophobe, and I was like, "That's not homophobic." And then I just left the conversation. And I waded into <laughs> it. Let me tell you, which hey. I love it. I love that you're willing to do that for me and for yourself. It's like, don't call my friend a homophobe, but also I want to argue right now. Which is fine. You're welcome to it because it I did not want to. I don't think I'm going to do it anymore. Um, so it is Romanoff very taxing. Absolutely yeah. has the fucking right. We mm-hmm. cannot, if we're going to do these fucking shows of support, they yeah. need to be sincere. They need to mm-hmm. be things, and it should be like that for fucking everything. I believe it should be if we want to stand for the national anthem because we feel a strong allegiance to that country yeah. and their culture, we stand for the national anthem. If we don't, we sit or we kneel. Who gives a fuck? If we want mm-hmm. to protest that, we can. Who gives a fuck? If we don't believe, if we don't necessarily believe in what we're being mandated to support, it loses its meaning the minute you tell people that they are obligated to do it. Exactly. Very like good it, point. Derek. It needs to be fucking from the heart. It needs to be something that we believe in. It needs to be something we value and we are making the choice yeah. to support it. You cannot fucking force people or coerce them or whatever the fuck else. Cause if you do that, it means nothing. It means look what we were able to force our employees to do it doesn't mean that you support them. It means we force these people to do this. And yeah. the only reason they're doing it is because they had the threat of being benched or being suspended or being fined or worse. Um, and the worst part is this whole thing, whoever was against it blew up in their face because Provorov's so- jerseys sold out. Everybody was like, I like that this guy sticks up for what he believes in. I personally am not down with all this like, hockey's for everything like there are people out there we oh, all yeah. know they they exist so what they did was they showed ownership they're like oh the fans aren't actually into this and are willing to pay money to get rid of it and then cue the new york rangers which i know you're going to bring up next whereas they saw what happened with Provorov, and then like was it a month or two weeks later it was a couple weeks later i, I think they, it was a week later actually they scrapped everyone wearing their jerseys yeah. and they handed out um, fanny packs at the game. Like, and the, and they came under heat because they told the pride foundation. They're like, Hey, we're going to like, this is pride night. We're going to wear the jerseys. We're going to advertise that it is. And then at the last second, they were like, yeah, we're not doing this. There's too much fucking heat. Just like M&M's just scrapping the cartoons and getting Maya Rudolph. The New York Rangers wore Maya Rudolph jerseys. No, they just wore the regular <laughs> ones. Maya, it was yeah. just Maya Rudolph skating in circles Maya, around the rink. Maya Rudolph the is the true hero of the culture war because everybody's just going to use her to just like abstain. Honestly, I, I would be if my Rudolph becomes the symbol of like, we are not doing your culture war bullshit anymore. And we're just inserting my Rudolph here so we can all oh have a laugh God. and get back to the good old days. Uh, this is how and- it starts, Derek. <laughs> this is our this is our diamond hands. We're going to have my Rudolph face. <laughs> instead <Maya> of Rudolph. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, that was basically it. Like it was the the New York Rangers were like were like this is really not worth the fucking hassle that like, if some of our players decide they don't want to do this, they get, they take this kind of heat for it. 
we mm. don't want to be the latest like fucking front of the culture war. So they were like, we're just not going to do this anymore. And I would honestly encourage every major sports franchise to do the same because yeah, at, at this point it is not worth it. You will have people calling for your heads. You will have people fucking saying that uh, you should be benching players or sitting mm. players or firing players or suspending players or that you're a piece of shit homophobic organization for allowing shit like that to go on. It is not worth the damage to your brand. It is much better. I think the New York Rangers just not having the pride thing will rebound quicker than the Philadelphia Flyers did for not uh, not yeah. forcing Provorov to, to do the skate. And the, the New York Rangers, I think, is the most valuable uh, – organization in nhl they just made a boatload more money and they probably got all these shitty right-wing fans that are going to go there to them yeah i mean they probably had those from before when they had uh what's his name d'angelo tony d'angelo who is now hilariously a philadelphia flyer and who also (laughs) hilariously wore the fucking jersey oh did he he did he did not make a because like tony d'angelo learned that you don't fucking make a stink about shit if you want to remain employed. So I yeah. see him, even though I doubt very much that Tony D'Angelo believes in that. Maybe he does. You know, people are not like binary. Like you're not just like it can. It can be that you supported Trump and that you're a right winger, but that you also like really support gay people. We don't just fit into these tidy little boxes that mm-hmm. uh, that sum up our entire belief. So it's possible. Uh, D'Angelo did wear the jersey. Provorov did not. Uh, and to people on the left, stop fucking flipping out like yeah. over everything. Like the guy respectfully said he wasn't going to take part because of his mm-hmm. religious beliefs. And that's all it had to fucking be. We did not have to be accusing him of uh, of being a homophobe or a bigot, even though it's possible both of those things are true. You don't need to do anything about it. Uh, you didn't have to have people calling the Philadelphia Flyers organization demanding he be fired. We didn't have to have media fucking insisting on like repeatedly asking about it. It's a dude made a personal choice to not participate in a thing that wasn't mandatory. Move on with your fucking life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a segue to talk about Pink Floyd. Speaking of rainbows. (laughs) Good one. Yeah. So Pink Floyd made a 50th anniversary of was it Dark Side of the Moon? Yes. That and on if you're been in North American culture, you've been forced. Speaking of being forced to do stuff that has rainbows on it, there you go. Being forced to listen to Pink Floyd because everybody knows somebody who Pink Floyd changed their life. Anyways, on the cover of Dark Side of the Moon, it's light hitting a prism and then a rainbow coming out the other side. So for the 50th anniversary, it's just a five. And in the zero, there's a rainbow to like be whatever for the prism. And then all the right wing people were like, I can't believe Pink Floyd went woke because apparently they forgot what the cover of Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon was. I'm going to just make sure that that's the right album. It, it is. Okay. It is, Dale. Mm-hmm. That's the one with uh, money and brick in the wall on it, right? Yeah, you know, I'm just going to go out and say I am not a Pink Floyd fan. <laughs> it's, it's good because I honestly do not like them either. <laughs> 
Like I'm not. I've just never, uh, never really boober gone, music. Gotten into that? Yeah, but there's like some boober music that I fuck. Like you love Wings for fuck's sakes. Like, oh, dude, Wings is so good. <laughs> Fair point, sir. Fair like, point. And there is boomer music that I like, but like I, I mm-hmm. don't know why, but Pink Floyd never really, uh, really. It's because the singing is shit. Me. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not it's not good. Who's the sure. singer? Uh, it's not. Wait, is it Roger Waters or is he? Yeah, Roger Waters yeah. sucks. Yeah, he's not great. Talk about getting rid of our right wing audience, saying we hate Pink Floyd. They're all gone. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Which is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's like the hippies that used to do drugs and now are like CEOs poster boy band. That and like ACDC maybe. Uh, wait, you think ACDC is? No, I regret it. That's not right because that's... I was thinking like bands that boomers listen to when they're hippies but still like now that they're like y- yippies or yuppies. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think ACDC was ever a, no, a hip, hippie band. Yeah. Band. Know, they were, right? a, they were a party band. I take it back. They Maybe were Rolling Stones. Band. Yeah. That I could see also like the fucking Beatles. Who were some like, Ugh, what, what the mamas and the papas? Yeah. The, but uh, those mamas and the papas isn't popular enough to be like, they're not like in the zeitgeist where like, people who don't know old music would know it. Like you say like Pink Floyd to pretty much anybody, they'll know what you're talking about. You Mamas would... and the Papas is one step removed. Fuck, what was it? There was something that like I was talking about the other day and I just assumed that like everyone would get the reference. And like all the people I manage at work are at like at least a decade younger than me. Sometimes like significantly more than that and i yeah. just like i made a reference i was like you guys know what i'm talking about right and like just like stone faces everyone was like no what is that and i was just like felt so fucking old that Fuck, I'm i wish like, i knew what the reference was i am the old guy i'm the old guy i work now i'm the old oh, guy dude it's true i gotta get into welding because you're still the, you're the young guy you're the young no, guy i'm the old guy at work now are you fuck all dale all the old guys retired we have one old guy left and it was and funny because you. I just went up to some, no, he's like, he's like 65. I think he's retiring in two weeks. He was like helping somebody. I was like, be nice to him. He's our last old guy. Cause we had, <laughs> when I started this job, like five years ago, we had four or five. No, we had five old guys and four of them retired. And now we're down to one. So it's like, besides them and our foreman, I'm the oldest guy there. And our foreman's like 50, so he's like 10 years older than me. But I'm like almost 20 years older than most of the people there. And it is depressing. Yeah, it fucking sucks, man. Yeah, and they don't know horse shit about dog shit. And every time I think that, I'm just like, I'm the old, like you just said, I'm the old guy now. I'm the old guy. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? What's a Cardi B? What is that? Never heard of that shit in my life. (laughs) Yeah. What's a whap? What's a whap? <laughs> yeah. And the best part is when we start talking about that stuff, it makes them hate it. So it's like <laughs> we, have, true, <laughs> we have machine guns for anti-culture. It's great. Uh, yeah. People getting upset about the Pink Floyd thing. You're fucking stupid. Read yeah. A book. Read a book. Um, what else did you want to talk about before? we? Oh, did you want to talk about Ethan Bear quick? 
I want to talk about, oh, I want to talk about the Mr. Beast thing too. Let's talk about Mr. Beast because we already talked about hockey and anybody who's not into hockey will be mad that we go back. Uh, anyways, Ethan Bear, like. It's a very niche. It's a niche story. I'll just say it because I brought up his name. He's yeah. a, what, what, he's a defensive person, defenseman for Vancouver Canucks. He's not very good. He's on his like fourth team in five he's years. He's good enough. He keeps, he keeps getting cut or traded. He's a fan favorite. I'll say, I'll say that much. Yeah. People, he, people like him. He is First Nations and he's one of like a handful of First Nations players in the NHL. And he did make get a lot of press when he played for the Edmonton Oilers because he got a jersey with his last name in his indigenous language. I can't remember which one it was. And it was like a big deal. And they let it, they actually let him wear it and stuff for a game. They just wear it for anyways. He went from the Oilers to the Carolina Hurricanes, and then he got traded to the Canucks. And then he missed a game for what people were saying because his dog died. And then this was like actually a weird thing because a lot of people you think who would be sensitive to a dog dying, they're like, doesn't play NHL because his dog died. And then it was like all the left-wing people were like, be sensitive. His dog died, but it was is weird actually because it wasn't left and right. It was just like dog people versus not dog versus people. Everyone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turned out that he also had a child born within two days, so it might not have been just because his dog died. Yeah, that was just a rumor that caught fire. I don't know. I can get. I can. I can get it. Like I'm not like one of these like oh my dog is like a human baby type people who like they literally like treat their dogs like humans and they expect yeah they get all indignant when they're like well why can't my dog come on a fucking airplane why can't my dog sit at this restaurant table with me it's like well because we have food safety regulations you fucking moron but i can't understand how like losing a pet that you've like had as a member of your family for like you know 10 15 years can be what oh shit he's top pairing sorry he's each hockey team has six defensemen and then a pairing is whether they're first, second or third. So he's yeah. on the first pairing, which I didn't know. So he's yeah. one of, he's like one of two of their best defensemen, which is despite, more comment despite on the Canucks. Not being that good. Yeah. That is a comment on the Canucks, but uh, I can get like, I think if, yeah, like something losing a pet that you've had for a really long time, that is a member of your family can be devastating. And if you need to like take, time off of that to mm -hmm. grieve like i think mm. i think i think it was i'm at this weird position where it's dumb that he missed time because his dog died but i would never say that on twitter because it's not going to serve any purpose except for get dog people to yell at me yeah and there are people there was a guy on twitter who said how dumb it was and i was like what are you just saying stuff so people argue with you because there's no point to that like did people argue with them about yeah. it Oh yeah, people lost their shit. They're like, you have no heart and all this stuff. And it's like, I get like if your dog dies, you could call in sick to work, but you like me and you, if you called in sick to work because your dog died, I would be like, well, whatever. But it'd be okay because we work every day. We don't work like on average once every three days and make multi-million dollars. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hockey players are not like you think hockey players are only working when they show up. Ho hockey Working in hockey, you're literally working every day. I'm dying inside right now. 
Well, it's, it's, it's not like it's not like hockey players are like, well, fucking got to go to a game every three days, and that's the only well, effort I need to put okay, in. Like, fine. Practice. Okay. Sorry, Mister Fucking Hockey Players are ho- working harder than single moms. <laughs> what I meant was, they only play hockey once every three days on average throughout the year because they play back to backs and they play more often than that. But if you average it out, it's once every three days. Like he probably like he, I bet he was still working out and like doing the other work that Derek was talking about that hockey players do. That is not just playing the game. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, yeah, since he is the top D man, he does have, Canucks are dog shit anyways. It doesn't yeah, it literally true. would not make a difference if he missed the rest of the season because Canucks are dog shit and uh I don't think anything like I'm very much pro uh even professional athletes doing what they need to do for their mental health, whether that's like yeah. withdrawing from tournaments or fucking taking a taking a game off or uh fucking whatever you gotta do, get get out there and fucking do it. You you deserve to care for yourselves as well. And also that brings up a valid point where it's like, if you make this guy play and he's not into the game mentally, he's just going to suck shit anyway. Yeah. You want a guy who's who's out there fucking sobbing over his poor dead dog. Every shift he's on the ice. You don't fucking want that. (laughs) Oh dude, the trash talk as soon as the other team heard that his dog died and he was still uh, playing. Who was that uh, that recently uh, made a comment about the guy's dead dad? Trevor Zegris. The guy who's on front of the NHL video game this year. Wait, Zigris made he made the comment or yeah, he, he was on the receiving it's, end. It's alleged that he said that was making fun of Stretcher Stetcher's dad who oh, died. Connects Gate Troy uh Is Troy it Troy Stetcher? Yeah. Yeah. He he plays for the Arizona Coyotes and he was trash. Like people were saying like of course the NHL's like that's not what the poster boy who we're trying to get the youth involved with said he was saying something else but like the reason people thought he said that was because people are like I'm not good at reading lips but it looks like he says your dad or your father or something and Troy Stetcher lost his fucking mind and like it took like three refs to hold him back and he went after Zegris and stuff yeah I'm watching it right now it looks uh lo- it looks like uh whatever he said it definitely got under his skin yeah, like more mad than usual. And if he did say something about his dad, they should make him fight because Zegris is this super cocky, obnoxious, all flash, not like, like the opposite of like a dependable grinder. He's just like a flashy skills guy who tries to do like the lacrosse goal. That's his whole stuff thing, like right? That. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I don't, it's, it's like it, the, everyone's denying that he would like basically be a piece of shit and say stuff like that about Troy Setcher's dad who passed away last year. I think it was. Yeah. But it's like, imagine if somebody said that to Bozer or Besser who like is still not playing good because his dad died last year. Yeah. That could, People that could fuck would you up, lose man. their mind. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's the other thing we uh, we were going to talk about? Oh, the Mr. Oh, uh, Beast. Yeah, we got to talk about Mr. Beast. He's we like got the power most... through it. I can't believe. Okay, tell just give the rundown. 
Cause... Mr. Beast is a guy who makes YouTube videos in which he does uh, pretty generous. Like, fucking Noah loves him. Like, Mr. Beast uh, is, yeah, notorious for doing like prank videos or for these like crazy, like spending money videos or for giving like tons of money away to random people, I think seem to be his, uh, his bread and butter. He's a very popular YouTuber. If you don't know who he is, Google him. I'm not going to fucking explain this cultural phenomenon to you. Um, but like 99% of the reason I know who he is is because Noah watches him. Otherwise I'd be the guy who like has no fucking idea. So Mr. Beast did this thing where he, in his latest video, he paid for a thousand blind people, a thousand blind people. Uh, for the record, to, this is the third time they tried to cancel Mr. Beast. Uh, oh, is it really? Yeah. There uh, was one in 2021, 2022, and now this one. Oh, cool. I, I mean, Mr. Beast is like so fantastically wealthy. I think he's untouchable yeah. at this point. So uh, Mr. Beast, whose name is Jimmy Donaldson, worked with ophthalmologists around the world to give sight to a thousand people. So he helped what 1,000 blind or near-blind people see by paying for their cataract removal surgeries. Yeah. Uh, he worked with Jeff Levinson, an ophthalmologist and surgeon based in Jacksonville, Florida, whose Gift of Sight program offers free cataract surgery to people who are legally blind and uninsured. Okay. Wow. Oh, I and, he gave, and he gave some of the recipients $10,000. And he donated $100,000 to the surgery. To the, to the charity, yeah. And this is a medical procedure that costs, uh, materially, it costs about, I think, $100 if you're just mm -hmm. doing it, like, for the surgeon's time. But in the United States, for uninsured people, it can cost upwards of, like, $10,000. So a lot of people just fucking, tragically, in one of the most advanced nations on Earth, just mm -hmm. go fucking blind because they can't afford 10,000, they can't afford the $9,900 markup by the health system on this surgery. So they just, they just go blind. And so what yeah. Mr. Beast did is he paid for a thousand people to get this surgery uh, and get their sight restored. And he recorded a video and put it on his YouTube channel as he does. And people are flipping the fuck out for two very dumb reasons. One yeah. is kind of dumb. And like they have a point, but like shut the fuck up. They're saying that he's exploiting these people for mm. YouTube content, which like whatever. Like nobody nobody did this against their will. They uh mm. they they said, Yes, I will allow you to pay for my surgery, and yes, you can put me in your YouTube video. Basically, they're are they're uh saying he's a scab eater where he's making profit off of other people's pain. It's Suffering. just like, yeah. it's just like when you think about like talk shows like Maury or Oprah, where they would just exploit people's pain and grievance and then make money, make like a windfall off it. But this is like kind of different because I don't know, like I get that whole point of it, but he still cure. He wasn't like these people are blind and that's how bad they are. And then just like left them in a lurch. And like, to me, that's what a scab eater is, is when you like exploit people's pain, but you don't help them and you just make the money. Whereas here he's like. Well, he's helped. He's actually legitimately helping people. He's not just yeah. like, Hey, 
hey, look at these fucking look, I found a thousand blind people and put them in one video for mm-hmm. you to point and laugh at. It's he's giving them life changing surgery. He's doing it on his own dime. Yes, he's filming a video and putting it on YouTube because that's how he pays. That's how he gets the money to do yeah. shit like this. Um, so, like, fuck, shut up. People complaining about this doing nothing to help anyone. Shut your fuck holes. Second, and this is the dumbest argument I've ever heard in my entire life. And if I know any blind or deaf or mute people, please correct me if I'm wrong on this. But people were saying it is ableist to assume that blind people or deaf people or whatever people want to be helped at all. And I think I am making an assumption here because I don't actually know, but I am assuming that 100% of blind people, Mm -hmm. if you were like, hey, would you like to see again? 100% of blind people would say yes. And this argument that these people are saying is absolutely batshit stupid and crazy because Mr. Beast, I would assume for legal reasons, gets each one of these people to sign a contract saying that they are one, okay with it, two, that they want to do it, and three, they're not going to sue him afterwards because they would just want to sue him and try to money. All of that. Yeah, and I doubt any of these people like were given the gift of sight and were like, you know what? I could have did this on myself. I didn't need your help. Yeah. And the whole well, I think point, the whole point of this is that he wasn't like going for blind people. He was like going for people without the means to fix their own problem. Yeah. Like he searched them out. So I think like. Yeah, and I don't know, again, if I know anybody or anyone who's listening to this uh, podcast has a disability like that, if given the chance to permanently cure your disability, would you take that? And is it ableist to assume that you would? And I would Mm -hmm. love if you come out and you say, yes, Derek, that's actually super ableist. I will eat my own shit on this one, and I will admit I was wrong, but I, I don't know. That For me, like a, the whole point of the like whole ableism thing. argument is it's not that you help people to make their life better. It's that you don't show people who don't have their life better as being worth less than these people who do. Like, yeah. I could see how people would maybe argue that it makes people who didn't get the surgery and still have cataracts feel bad because they can't see still. But that's not what they're saying. That wasn't and that's the also a fa- that's also a false argument too, because if Mr. Beast could help those people, I'm sure he would. Like he can't help every single person. The fact that he helped a thousand is magnanimous on its own. Yeah. Nice so, Dale. Nice oh, fucking word, bro. Yeah. And it's like for me, the ableism thing, I just want to circle back to this point is it's not helping people because you don't think they can help themselves. It's you don't want to make people feel ashamed for the disabilities or the handicaps that they have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is it, I don't know. Is it, is it ableist to assume that? No, it's not ableist to assume that these people want help to cure their, in my opinion, to cure their blindness. It is ableism to say that the people who are still blind don't have as much self-worth as people who are fixed had their even say fixed is dicey, but anyways. Yeah. 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 Because the Uh, whole point of ableism 
is you don't want people to feel bad when they have life circumstances that makes their life more difficult than other people. Yeah. Like you don't want them to feel shame on top of whatever it is that makes their life more difficult. No. Which is a weird because it's like you don't want anybody to feel shame, but if people don't mm, feel there's some shame, people I would like to feel shame. Yeah, I was going to say because if people don't feel shame then they're fucking clipping their nails on the bus. Yeah. So society needs, still needs shame. There needs to be an appropriate amount of shame. Yeah. We but not to people who have like handicaps or disabilities. No, not not people who have disabilities. And by yeah. the way, Dale, maybe maybe mm-hmm. it's ableist to say people shouldn't clip their nails on the bus because well, maybe maybe they have some sort of they're Wolverine. <laughs> maybe they're there's just some sort of disability that they have where they can only clip their nails on buses or they don't it's like they're so shaky they need the bouncing to the bus to like level them out yeah but you know what if it's ableist to say people shouldn't clip their fingernails on the bus then i guess i'm an ableist because people shouldn't clip their fingernails on the bus and i picked that because that's a disgusting fucking thing and if you do that you just feel bad that you're a terrible person that that shouldn't be controversial at all no it shouldn't at all. Okay. Or talking hey, on speaker phone in public. That also. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for the, this episode of uh, Outreach Factory. It's been a yeah. fun, fun little trip. Why? It, we had, we were on like a two week, two week break there. Do we just, yeah, take a look we, took, we just like, there was two, there was a couple days where I couldn't do it. Oh, shit. Before we go, I need to pat myself on the back on this podcast. I talk about one of my New Year's resolutions was going to the gym every day in January and I fucking did it. Congrats, and you know bro. what? I still weigh the same. I'm still as fat and I was just tired for an entire month. It did absolutely <laughs> nothing because it was so, so fucking tired. By the time I went to the gym, I didn't even put in a lot of effort, but you know what? I went every day. That got to count. Yeah. You also, uh, you got uh sinus infection for breathing in other people's sweat. Juices. Yeah, so, it's true. Yeah. yeah. I did get bigger biceps. Can't see because my shirt's black. Damn, bro! Look at swole. Uh, you can't. You no, know, it this. matters. It matters that you did it. Yeah. So, are you gonna keep going, or are you like, well, no, I'm fucking taking some time off. Like, I went before we did this podcast today, and I was like, I'm so fucking glad this is the last time. And all I did was ten flights on the stairmaster, and then like ten minutes on the exercise bike, and I was like, that's fucking it. I'm out. Bro, like, I, I, I got to get back into exercising. So I was like, even doing it in, guys. Even doing that would be a, a nice change from the nothing I currently do. Yeah, dude. Like, it's nice because, like, I would go and I would do just enough to feel like I did something. So it's like, it's not like I'm going to get fucking, like, shredded. But it is nice to just, like, get out and do something that even if it isn't productive, feels productive. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Just go. That's all you need to do. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a resolution that you've been putting off or kind of shit the bat on, just go. Just do it. Just take the first simple step towards doing that thing. That's it. Yeah, because my motto is something is better than nothing. So even if you do a little, it's better than not doing anything. 
Always, unless we're talking about exposure to Jordan Peterson, in which case nothing, mm. nothing is better. Hey, Jordan Peterson is back, baby. You, you, can, you can get more of my spicy takes on Twitter. Uh, you can follow <laughs> me at Herder. Uh, you can follow me at Super Delbot. I'll pick a fight and then Derek will finish it. How's that I sound? Sure will. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, don't call my friend a homophobe. Yeah. You can't is... call him racist, though, because that's true. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, you can follow our account. Uh, it's mostly just Dale tweeting there, but it's uh, Outrage Fact Pod. Uh, yeah. If you are listening to this through your ear holes on your podcast platform, go give us a like on Facebook. Uh, we live stream every time we broadcast or every time we record an episode which could we be try Sunday, to do once a week nights. we do try to do once a week we've been doing lately tuesdays mondays or tuesdays which is nice whatever we'll see what happens um, when uh when dale has his uh his baby. Have a baby see if andrea happens. said i am allowed to do the podcast with the baby strapped to me i'm just not allowed to swear nice oh what the fuck babies I... don't fucking I swear around Aiden all the time. He, the babies don't fucking, they don't know words. No, I know, but she's, she said, she's, I don't know. It's just like, I find I just won't swear. It's just easier I, to do that. I'm going to swear around your baby. So no, you're not. <laughs> she was, she's already been like, Derek's not allowed to swear around her baby. I was like, I'll tell Dude, him. I fucking, I swear around my fucking baby. How I know. I not, how, how are you expecting me to not swear? I don't know. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, <laughs> and that was the last time I saw your baby. Uh, yeah, if you like the podcast, please rate, review, uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Say nice things about us. Tell all your friends about us. Go over to Redbubble or T Fury. Redbubble. Yeah, Redbubble. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, buy you know some... I'm gonna post it if you're watching this on Facebook. And you don't have access to the show notes. I'm gonna post it in the chat right yeah. now. Go go buy some merch right now. Uh, show all your friends how how cool and anti woke, but also sort of woke you are. You like you you straddle the line. You're both woke and anti woke. Who me or the fans? The fan the well fan we are, and then by extension our fans are. Yeah, we're by a Rudolph. We're yeah. just. We're not participating in the Olympics. We we are fucking conscientious objectors uh, in the culture war. <laughs> yes, That's I'm gonna us. make a. You know what? I'm gonna make a Maya Rudolph shirt. Fight, oh, Dale, do it. I can't say how long it's gonna be, but it's definitely gonna be that. Yeah, buy Rudolph's <laughs> face outrage. I factory. will replace the tiger for one design. I will post it the notes or whatever. I'll post the link when I'm done. Awesome. Hopefully, I do it by this weekend. Hopefully. We'll see. Who knows? Yep. Life's a mystery. Until next week, stay angry. Stay angry.